What's up, friends? How are you? Welcome back to the Fresh Fruit Project. I am so glad you're here. So we are in the second episode of this series that I'm so pumped about called Who Do You Think You Are? Which, in short, is a celebration of self-awareness, helping us deal with yesterday so that we can create transformation for tomorrow. So I've been on this journey myself for a couple years now, and I've been walking with some friends on their own journey just like this, of just figuring life out, right? And I realized that we're asking a lot of the same questions and we're wrestling with a lot of the same struggles, which is what sparked the idea for this series. And as I've seen firsthand, we are at our best, y'all, and able to contribute our best when we know two things about ourselves, who we are and what we were put on this planet to do. So I wanted to take some time for us to understand more about who God says we are so we can step into our purpose and create the vibrant life that we were made for. In the last episode, my girl Jenna Allen joined us to help us start taking an inventory and validating our past so that we can start looking toward the future. And she, of course, brought some nuggets of wisdom. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and check that one out. It's awesome. So before we jump into the present and the future stuff, we're rolling in hot today, y'all, to legit break down some barriers that have been holding us back. And I believe by the time that we are done today, some actual change is going to happen here. So to do that, let's dig just a little more into a specific idea that is a huge part of this equation that we don't talk about enough. And that is breaking generational strongholds with our words. <laughs> now you probably just heard that and you're saying, uh, words, really? Words? Yep, that's right, y'all. Words. And here's why. Our words have so much power. More than most of us realize, I think, and I'll explain that in just a second. So we were not just created to grind and survive, right? Our God intended us to live a life of what? It's the fruit of the Spirit, right? Peace, joy, love, purpose, fulfillment, and fun. But so often we don't get there because of the things in our past that are weighing us down. Healing happens when our honesty meets God's compassion, which means, all right, we can't heal what we refuse to feel, right? And if we took a minute to get real honest with ourselves, there's probably a little healing that needs to happen with all of us, with words that have been spoken over us and labels that have been put on us at some point in our lives. Because words spoken to us help generate our thoughts and our beliefs. That, that's, that's the framework that we tend to live within. And our thoughts are what everything else flows from. And this could have come from anybody, not, not just a parent or somebody close in our lives. In fact, a lot of times that's how it goes, right? Like as a parent, I can attest to this very well. I know every single day, JD and I both 
are declaring words of life over our kids and speaking it like in their faces. But then it's some little random boy on the playground that tells Elizabeth that she can't run fast and that just like breaks her spirit right in half, right? (laughs) So we're always needing to be conscious of the words that we're allowing to penetrate our minds. So again, here is why this matters. All right, God created words. Do you ever think about that? Words and language were his idea. It's seen all the way at the beginning in Genesis 1, where he used those words to turn the lights on, to speak the universe into existence. So his words create life. And because he made us in his image, our words also have life-giving power. So this is so much bigger than just saying nice words to people because your grandma told you to and you were raised in this house. You feel guilty if you don't. (laughs) Our words have power to create light in someone's life. And as we can see in our own families, it ripples through generations. So this matters, y'all. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. When something really tough or terrible happens, God is not calling us to just straight up ignore that. That's called denial, and that's not from God. (laughs) But what we do want to do is get in the habit of no matter what words were spoken over us or no matter the circumstances in front of us, it's to become people who can acknowledge a struggle but still decide to speak words of life, love, encouragement, and goodness, not just to ourselves, but over others as well. So how do we do this? All right, we got three good ways to walk this out. Number one, know who God says we are. Like if you want to know how the thing is made, go to the manufacturer that made it, right? He tells us that we are seen and known and loved and courageous and favored and made with purpose. We're creative. He tells us that we're accepted, that we're made to flourish. He tells us that we're wonderful, that we're a masterpiece, that we are light. And like this is the creator of the universe, y'all, that, that's telling us this. Just think about that. The creator of the universe says these things about us. So who cares if we don't have a blue check mark by our Instagram handle uh, telling us that we're verified? God already verified us through his son 2,000 years ago. God sees your potential, and he doesn't need perfect. He wants our presence. So it's time that we start seeing our potential too. All right, number two, guard your heart. Now, this gets thrown around a lot, especially in the church, and I think it gets really misunderstood. Guarding your heart does not mean that we're putting up walls and we're this massive fortress and we're not letting anybody in. No, it means that we're just being discerning about what we are letting in because we understand that it is going to impact what comes out. You see the difference? Like a wall doesn't let anything in or out. Guarding your heart is just paying attention to what's coming in because, again, that is what is going to determine what we're giving out into the world. Also, consider boundaries in tough relationships. Again, this is not to keep stuff out, but to keep the good things in. 
Side note, um, not an ad, but Lisa Turkhurst has a great book that just came out called Good Boundaries and Goodbyes that is all about setting boundaries in healthy ways and tough relationships. She also has a podcast called Therapy and Theology, which is fire, and I highly recommend it. Okay, back in. So when we guard our hearts from taking in negativity, drama that's unnecessary, you know, whether that's through TV, magazines, social media, or the locker room at spin class, we are able to cultivate a grateful heart and we're able to turn the tide on the negative thought patterns that maybe we grew up with or have maybe just become part of our daily routine because it's everywhere. Negative words are so much easier to find than not. And it's so subtle. It is super, super subtle. So guarding your heart, paying attention to the words that we allow in is a key to peace in this life. And it helps allow us to make joy a choice because joy is absolutely an inside job. So guard your heart by watching what flows into it. Okay, last but not least, this is a big one. Break generational chains by transforming our thoughts. The words we speak are who we become, but we can change them through the thoughts that we think because, again, every action of ours begins with a thought. So here's something that I want you to do. Write down every word or phrase of negativity, limitation, or cursing that has been spoken generationally in your family or that you know was spoken directly to you. It could have been words that were used in regular conversation anytime your family got together like, oh, well, this is just how we are. This is just how things are. You're not meant to do that. Oh, that's going to be too much of a stretch for you. You know where you come from. We just weren't meant to have that much. It's just us against the world. These were just the cards we were dealt. And I want you to write out a life-giving phrase beside every one of these limiting ideas that cancels out the negative words. Okay, now after you have your life-giving words written down, I want you to speak this phrase over those old limiting words. Okay, I'm binding up these generational curses and breaking agreement with these lies that have been spoken over my life today in Jesus' name. Just because your dream hasn't made it over the finish line yet, or you haven't quite stepped into that version of yourself that you're working to become yet, is no indicator of what's possible. These words that have been spoken, these these limiting beliefs are not true. So let's start looking at them through the lens that God sees them through and the life that he intends for us to have. He wants to lavish us with good things, y'all, which is not just money, by the way. Again, it's joy, peace, and love. I'll say it another way. He doesn't want you living in anxiety and overwhelm and despair. He doesn't want us wandering around without fulfillment and purpose. He doesn't want us just putting up with that abusive relationship. He doesn't want us to be unemployed. He doesn't want us to be living in debt. We were made by a God who loves us like crazy and made us to flourish, y'all. We were not put here just to survive 
between Saturdays. So make the decision to break these strongholds off of your life today and then continue to manage that every day. Okay, friends, seriously, I hope you will take some time to call out these generational words and break agreement with them today. Like, do it today. Thank you so much for coming to hang out today. This really is just the ultimate privilege to get to share these ideas of encouragement with you. Fresh Fruit is here to create a movement of encouragement and purpose and faith, and you're a part of that. So be sure to share this episode with everybody that you know. Thank you again for listening. I love you, friends, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon.